0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Sport Huddle, brought to you by Leeds Hospital Radio Sport. Apologies for being away for a couple of weeks, but COVID finally struck and uh, it's still with me in the sense that I've still got a cough. Um, but anyway, this evening I am joined by Alan Breeze, Bill Dale and Jim Walker, the cream de la cream of pundits in the West Yorkshire sporting region. Hello, gents. You all right? Good evening. that you.
1: Yeah, good evening, well
0: done. Thank you. And um, we'll be chatting local football, so um, Leeds and Huddersfield and Harrogate and Bradford. And then we'll be chatting the Leeds Rhinos, who are on fire at the moment, winning games left, right and centre. Uh, we'll also be chatting the European Championships and a little bit of cricket as well before sporting moments of the week. So um, we'll start with local football and we'll start with Leeds. Um, Bill, um, from 2-0 up, um, it felt like a defeat in the end, didn't it? But actually, four points from two games isn't that bad.
2: I think you pretty much summed it up there. I think the first thing you've got to remember is that if Burnley had beaten Newcastle, uh, Leeds United would be playing in the Championship, end of. (laughs) uh, And that's the way it was. Um, Leeds got that fantastic result away at uh, at Brentford. Um, So... There's an element of being slightly lucky to be in the, uh, in the Premiership. Um, mm. There's been a revolution. Um, we've, we've seen uh, Calvin Phillips and Rafinha uh, go. Um, we've seen the, uh, the management there pretty much invest the money that's come in uh, on six or seven uh, new, new players. Um, uh, there doesn't seem to have been much in the way of new investment uh, beyond the uh, churning the transfer fees that have come in. Um, although I think it's probably fair to acknowledge that uh, probably the wage bill has gone up with uh, with these uh, seven or seven new faces. Um, but I, I think if you ask any Leeds fan, what would you have expected from the first two games? Um, I think they would probably optimistically have said a win and a draw. Um, so four points, as you say, uh, not, uh, not 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 too bad.
0: No, not too bad. I mean, um, beating Wolves after going 1-0 down as well. So that was always that was a good three points. And then, yeah, disappointing to be 2-0 up uh, to then concede the two goals to get the draw. I mean, in the end, actually lucky to get the draw because Southampton had some good chances to get the winner. Um, But, um, yeah, I think most people would look at that and think that's a really good start, Jim. Um, have you seen anything of Leeds so far this season and what do you think to their start? Uh,
3: well, um, I think the way you measure any, uh, team's performance is you actually look at where they are, uh, in the league. Um, and okay, it's only, uh, what, two matches in, is it? But they've got, uh, yeah. they've got four points. Um, so they'll be pleased with that. Um, have I seen them? No, I haven't, if I'm brutally honest, Ian. I find football, uh, in August, in 80 degrees um, to be somewhat of a contradiction in terms so uh, other than seeing the scores and reading the the reports in the uh, paper on a Saturday or a Sunday I'm afraid uh, I can offer no further uh, uh, elucidation to our lovely listeners
0: <laughs> thanks Jim no problem at all um, so Alan have you seen much of Leeds so far and what have you made of their start
1: I've not seen them uh, live, no I've seen them on, on the television um, and, and I'm going to say with the, the transfer movements and what have you firstly, I'm pleased Rafini is gone because I always used to get him mixed up with Rodrigo, uh, but anyway it doesn't matter because R- Rodrigo's scoring loads of goals um, I always thought he was really not that good last year, but it, hopefully he scored three goals already he scored six last year in the full season so that, that's going to help my commentary because I always got them mixed up so that's that's good. Um, Nobody noticed. Uh, well, so, so you, well, you hadn't drawn it to my attention previously, but uh, but anyway, um, I think I, I'm befuddled. I think is a word I would use, and I don't. I wouldn't apply that word just to Leeds United. I'm befuddled because I watch Sky News sports sports rather than news, um, and. They make up stories about who's chasing who and, you know, is this bloke from Barcelona going to sign for Manchester United? I mean, who cares? Just tell me when they've signed. That's all I want to know. I'm not interested Mm. in listening to all of this. Who's coming, who's going and all that. I, I, I like to watch Jim, uh, preferably when it's a bit cooler, that's true. Although Jim's presumably not going to bother watching the World Cup because I think it's 40 degrees over there in Qatar. So anyway, that we'll let, that gives Jim about a month off having to bother about football at all. But yeah, Leeds United, they're doing really well. And uh, let's hope it goes on. I fear for them uh, on Sunday, though. But anyway, let's
0: see. Let's see indeed. Yep, Sunday, Leeds are at home To Chelsea and um, myself and Alistair Kirkpatrick are the uh, two um, commentators on Sunday so if you're unfortunate enough to be in hospital you can tune in to us um, uh, rabbiting on about Leeds Chelsea on Sunday so that'll be good. A quick Um, question if I may what yeah of course uh, I did read
3: that and I hope this isn't right uh, that Leicester City might be after your goalkeeper.
2: I think I can answer the uh, <laughs> the chances of that uh, as being absolutely zero chances. Oh, of, good. I am um, pleased to hear that. He's, uh, he's, he's contracted, I think, until certainly uh, 2025, I think it is. Might be 2026, so uh, um, I don't think he's going anywhere.
0: Oh, All right. Right. You've got Danny Ward in goal.
2: Yeah, I know, exactly. So I don't see why
3: we need another goalkeeper. We've yeah. got plenty of other positions we need to fill. But there we go. Uh, sorry to interrupt
0: yeah. There we go. That's that's the uh, Leicester City uh, uh, <laughs> angle that we're going for this time. So, yeah, Leeds-Chelsea is on Sunday. Um, and then next Wednesday is Leeds against Barnsley. Um, and I've been uh, collared to do that one as well. So uh, you'll be sick of me by the, uh, this time next week um, if you're unfortunate enough to be in hospital. So we'll move on to Huddersfield Town. They won their first league game on saturday where they beat Stoke city 3 goals to 1 um genuinely a really good performance and a good result as well uh, but then lost again in midweek uh, away at norwich who hadn't won before then yeah so that was uh, that was slightly disappointing really and then with a man sent off as well um allen um uh, The championship is very much of a muchness uh, this year. Everyone will be everyone, and so I think it will literally be the team that's the least inconsistent. Yeah.
1: Well, it's it's a tough old league, that's for sure. Um, And Huddersfield have had a a sort of a triple whammy. They've lost Carlos Cobran. Uh, which, again, I'm quite pleased about because I could never remember his name. But uh, it took me a year to, to work out who he was. But he was an outstanding manager last season and yeah. got a, a tremendous performance. And frankly, at the end of the day, I thought they were very unlucky not to beat Notts Forest in the playoff final. They could have had two penalties. And the only shot that that um, Notts Forest had on target was, was the one which resulted in the own goal. So I think I think Huddersfield are hard done by and that was that was exacerbated by uh Forrest coming along and nicking uh, um two of, of Huddersfield's best players. So it's mm. a it's a time for Huddersfield to reflect on that. Um whether they're gonna be up there again I I really don't know. Um it's a big loss losing the plays they've done and and I actually do rate uh as the manager. He's gonna go somewhere big. Uh, I think he's Maybe lined up somewhere in the Middle East, I don't know, but he's
0: at Olympiakos. He's Olympiakos. Olympiakos.
2: Has Olympiakos he gone
1: to Olympiakos, he? he's
2: Yeah, to he's the there. Dark, which is owned
0: by the Nottingham Forest owner.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, really? well exactly. there you
0: go. Without putting, without putting, yeah, without putting two and two together here, um, Carlos Corberan is basically sat in Greece managing Olympiarcos until Steve Cooper loses his job. Ah, well,
1: that could be uh, next Wednesday, then.
0: Yes, after losing to Grimsby Town. Oh, yeah.
1: OK, right. Well, actually, uh, Rochdale lost to Grimsby Town last Saturday and their manager's just been sacked today. But anyway, we're talking about Huddersfield. Um, I just think um, I I really do wish them all the best. Last season, I thoroughly enjoyed Huddersfield. Yes. After three or four years of excruciating commentary. And that wasn't me talking. It was sort of the games were just dreadful. But anyway, um, we wish them all the best. I wouldn't read too much into losing 2-1 at, away at Norwich on the other night. Um, time will tell.
0: Time will tell indeed. Um, Bill, uh, speaking as the championship as a, as a whole, um, Obviously, leads in the Premier League. Do you actually keep an eye on the Championship just in case? Well, I do
2: because I actually was at Huddersfield Town on uh, on Saturday.
0: Uh, oh, you were there! With, Brilliant uh,
2: stuff. With with, with Kane, um, yeah, and mm. it was a fairly even Steven's sort of game. Um, you know, Stoke could have won it as much as Huddersfield did win it. Um, they missed a penalty. Did uh, did, did did Stoke? Um, mm. But th- there were a couple of players that really caught my eye. Um, one was Nakayama. Um, I think was in his first league start. It wasn't quite his yeah. debut. Um, mm. Looked very, very competent um, uh, in, in the back line. Scored a lovely goal with his head. Um, and this player came uh, Kessler-Hayden uh, that they'd signed 24 hours prior. Uh, England under 20, uh, international from Villa. Um, he would had a couple of lo- loan spells uh, with clubs in League uh, 2. I think sort of 15 game spells where he'd uh, obviously done okay. They've decided to move him up. I I think Villa can't really see a use for him this year. But frankly, in the first half, he was the best player on the pitch. Um, Sort of uh, right wing back, really getting forward. Uh, Looked a super player. Faded a bit in the second uh, second half, but um, uh, he looks like a terrific signing. Um, uh, it, It being there so such a short period of time that when they stopped for the hydration break. Halfway through the first half, um, he went to the uh, Stoke dugout for a drink. He wasn't that familiar with the surrounding. Uh, <laughs> which caused a laugh in the uh, commentary box between myself and, uh, and Cade Hall. Um, but um, the question for me is, you know, what have they got beyond the uh, 13 or 14 players that were on uh, on show um, uh, Holmes came on uh, and, frankly, he, he changed the game for them. He came on and played a, a lovely little cameo and set uh, set up um, the, uh, the, 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 the later uh, two goals. Um, mm. But I do, I do just wonder what depth uh, they have in the squad beyond uh, what was on show on Saturday.
0: Yeah, um, I think they are lacking um, in that depth. Um, but they have a week off um, this Saturday as um, their game... Um, against Coventry City has been called off, um, not due to waterloggedness, no, 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 um, purely because the rugby sevens of the Commonwealth games was played there and apparently absolutely ruined the pitch. Um, so Coventry have had now three games called off at home because of that pitch. Mm. It's, um, I mean, it, 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 it couldn't have been in a good state to start with if it's, if it's that bad, because rugby sevens, it's all just running, isn't it? There's no actual like rugby. No.
1: I, no, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's an issue with ownership of the stadium, I think. Uh, and uh, it's another bad example of uh, money overtaking the uh, true sporting requirements.
0: Yeah, because it isn't owned by Wasps, the rugby team. Mm. Um, yeah. I yeah. think that who, that who used to play
1: in London but don't anymore. Yeah.
0: It's Rico, isn't it? Rico no, it's the Commentary Building Society now. Oh. Yeah.
1: All oh,
0: right. Rico pulled out and yeah, it's the Commentary Building Society arena now. Right. So but yeah, so Huddersfield have a week off, so uh uh time to get some training in, a couple of days off and hopefully they'll bounce back next week. Um, unfortunately not in the League Cup though. So um, so Interleague Two, um, Harrogate, Jim, you're, yes. uh, you live there. Um, yes. Decent start.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah, excellent start. I mean, a uh, completely new team apart from about yeah. three of them from last year. So they're all finding their feet. So it's a bit up and down. But on the other hand, um, they have got, um, seven points and they lie, they lie ninth. Um tough game on Saturday, a bit early in the season, I think, they be playing Barrow, uh who have got nine points and live fifth. Um but they've got this new formation where they're playing a back three with front four in front of them, then the two midfielders who are the stars of the show, um Daly um, and Pattison, the lad that came from Middlesbrough last year, I think he was, yeah. um, and they are the stars of the show. And then they just play with this lone striker, Armstrong, who last year scored goals for fun, but under this new setup, um, isn't actually getting the service that he got last year. So while I'm sure he's providing a useful uh, target person, uh, the goals are coming from the midfielders, particularly Daly and, as I say, Pattison. Um and uh so um in time this formation might well might well work. Um I mean Bill uh, or yourself here may may know or, or indeed Alan, um there's a couple come from Huddersfield I think on either on loan or the loans have been converted into a sale and I think they've been quite uh quite prominent in uh in Harrogate's performance. So uh um so I think they've recruited well. I think that they are good at recruiting Harrogate. Um, the question as always with Harrogate is, mm. for some reason or other, come Christmas, uh, they suddenly change into a different team. And so they have to get the points before Christmas, because after Christmas, you can expect them to only get half as many points. So, uh, they, they need to be in the, certainly well into the top half by Christmas, in order to finish 14th or 15th at the end, I think. But who knows, with this year, they they've got, got, you know, a good start, but, as for yep. Bradford, well, I think they're a bit of a disappointment at the moment. Uh, I think everybody thought they would absolutely be the team to beat and would be setting the world on fire, but uh, but not so.
0: No. Um, Bradford, have, um, have they only won one game and that was the Cup game? No, um, they won,
1: won,
0: won a league, league game th- as well. They're four points from four
2: games. They're, they're like 14th. Uh, OK. Uh, yeah. Um, so,
0: yeah. But with Mark Hughes and he he did some recruiting in the summer as well, didn't he? So they are they should be there or thereabouts. But yeah, they haven't started great.
1: Uh, Ian, well, I was I was actually on the commentary of Bradford's first game this season against Doncaster uh, with with Alistair Kirkpatrick, who's with um, you, I think, on at uh, yes, uh, Elland Road. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, the, I, I have to say with um, Bradford had. I think one, if not two, players from Huddersfield, uh, a bit like Harrogate, neither of whom I'd ever heard of. They were in the Huddersfield under-23 squad, uh, which we don't cover. Uh, and, and the man of the match was a young lad who played, didn't put a foot wrong. The problem for Bradford in that first game was they'd got this very um, skilful-looking winger from, from Walsall, whose name escapes me, He was clattered in sixth or seventh minute, and a double fracture of his leg, and that really took the sting out of the game. But he looked promising, and Bradford looked looked okay. But Doncaster played the old uh, the old stages idea, you know, go if you touch, fall down; if you if you don't fall down, trip up and stay down, and uh, they just elongated the game and what have you. But Bradford really. They have not they've not played the game to its conclusion that they, they lost on tuesday night in the ninety seventh minute they yeah. lost um uh, twice effectively against Barrow in in added time even though they scored score themselves they 've got to manage the game uh right there's some good players there and they 've probably got the best player in league two um they got him from from Hull scored an excellent goal the other night um but I I hate to say this, um, when Mark Hughes was appointed, I said, this guy's obviously got a lot of good ability, but he's never played at level two uh, in the league. Can he really get his thoughts and philosophy across to people who aren't used to playing in the Premier League or in European football? And there's still, for me, a big question mark. You know, how do you motivate players who are significantly worse than yourself, Ian? That's... Perhaps something you want to write a book about.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll uh, I'll have a think about that. I'll I'll put that towards the publisher, see what they say. Um, but yeah, I I do get your point though with Mark Hughes being a manager in League Two when he's never managed outside the Premier League and he never really played outside the Premier League either. So, um, and four points from four games. Suggest that, yeah, it's a bit of a struggle at the moment, but they did a lot of recruiting, so maybe it's just taking time for them to all gel. Um, it is only what four games gone, no one's panicking yet, are they?
1: No, they'll go
3: up, they'll go up,
0: <laughs> yeah. Manchester United might be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. We went fifteen minutes without mentioning them, but oh there you go um, so, so there's local football for you, um as I say, Leeds Chelsea on Sunday, and Leeds Barnsley on Wednesday. your next two live footballing games um we've also got the rhinos against Warrington uh tomorrow night uh, friday night um i 'm not sure who's doing that one, uh, but the rhinos are on fire at the moment um. Any one of you want to want to talk about the rhinos?
1: Well, I'll have a go if you like. Um,
0: yeah,
1: go on. Uh, I'll, be, I'll start by being controversial. Um, I, I have to say, as a spectator, Super League outbeats any rugby union in the world.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: but, but before wow. before I thought I you said it's going to be response.
0: controversial.
1: <laughs> <laughs> before I accept any response to that. Uh, anybody who saw the rhinos at hulk k r last uh, last weekend on on the television that was a fantastic game. It got everything um, yeah. they even got ryan hall x ex um, Leeds, scoring a try to put hulk k r up. Leeds were all over the shop, but they came back and they absolutely pulverized uh, hulk k r uh, Danny Maguire, ex-Leeds, of course. In fact, Danny's threatening to go out and play again because there have been so many injuries and suspensions in LKR. But there we are. Leeds, for me, are the archetypal uh, fan-based sporting organisation that our society should be based around. None of this Manchester Uniteds and people owned in America and all that stuff. Build from the bottom up and um, we'd all be a lot better. Um, call it the German model. I don't know, but Leeds, they're a fantastic local community club and they've been top of the league for so often. The 10 years of glory. I was fortunate enough to watch all of that. And, uh, they won virtually everything for 10 years. That's the way sport should be organized.
3: How many Australians
1: have they got? So. So was that was it, Jim? What's that got kind of to do with rugby union?
3: No, I was just asking how many Australian players leads having coaches.
1: I wasn't talking about that. I'm talking about
0: <laughs> no, in... no. Jim asked <laughs> a question.
1: No, That's... I was talking about something yeah. completely different. No, I was talking about right, uh, sports in the community.
0: Yeah, but Jim asked a question.
1: <laughs> I sorry, I, don't, I don't recognise the answer.
0: So I think there's a I think there's a few Jim I think there's <laughs> yeah, a few yeah including well Rowan Smith is Australian isn't he so
1: well Zach Hardek is from Featherston or somewhere doesn't he count yeah I'm,
0: I'm, yeah I'm <laughs> Just a going off really on and
3: second. I, I thought you <laughs> yeah. recruited two expensive Australians over the winter
0: yeah they did um. And they they are all Super League clubs have Australians because that's where all the players are in in rugby league Super League. So, um, but at the moment the Rhinos under Rowan Smith are doing really well. Aslan said, like the whole KR game was fantastic. They play they they beat Wigan and Salford previous to that. The Wigan game was absolutely fantastic to watch as well. So I just think they just seem to have picked up some form under this new coach Rowan Smith and. Um, the playoffs are not out of the question.
1: Um, oh, absolutely not. They'll finish fifth and and may go on to win it.
0: Yeah, where they've won it from previously. Um, mm. In 2011 and 2012, I think it was. So, um, yeah, it's possible. And as I say at the moment, they're on fire. So, um, great stuff, guys. Um, we'll just um, talk about some cricket first. Uh, Jim. Um, have Yorkshire been involved in the One Day Cup?
2: <clears throat>
3: yes, they have been involved in the One Day Cup. I, I fear after yesterday's defeat to Essex, their involvement in the One Day Cup is virtually over. Um, uh, but uh, they've they've done well. They've they've won some games and some players have uh, been introduced, which has been been good. Um, I think the One Day Cup tends to fall into. Uh, uh, Two camps really. There's the sides like Lancashire. Pity Stewart's not here, really. There's the sides like Lancashire who've virtually played the first team, um, and there are other sides who've put out sort of mediocre teams, um, you know, experienced uh, inexperienced teams, um, and they've not done quite so well, but they've had they've got the experience. Um, but it's very much a, you know, what can we do to keep these lesser players involved? And everybody else is doing other things. And, uh, so I'm afraid it doesn't, doesn't light my fire greatly. I mean, I'm pleased Yorkshire have, have done well. And I think people, I saw, I was talking today to somebody that went to Scarborough and saw the game at Scarborough and they, they, you know, they enjoyed that and, uh, uh and that. But, uh, um, but you know, there's a test match on. So I think most people are focused on the test match or something else. Um, and, uh, and that's, uh, uh, that That's how it is. But I mean, it's just yeah. pitiful in my view that here we are, middle of August, we've just been through a heatwave. There's not been a first class cricket match in sight. No, absolutely no. disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. It really
0: disgraceful. is. It, it is an absolute disgrace. Um, Bill, um, talk us through the Test match the first two days. Well, I, I will in
2: a moment, but I'm, I'm just going to come back on the One Day Cup, and I'm, I'm slightly more optimistic than Jim, um, looking at the <laughs> table, mean, um, it's, it's the top three that are in, in play for the sort of set quarterfinals, and in inverted commas, and then the, 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 the remainder of the competition, Yorkshire are in fourth place, um, <clears throat> Uh, with, uh, with 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 a game in hand on Essex, albeit a point behind. Uh, they play Kent tomorrow, Derbyshire and, and, and Hunt. Um, so um, I, there's a little bit of hope there. Um, uh, the competition is first team light, I think it's fair to say, but it does expose some uh, some young kids to uh, playing against some top players. So uh, we'll see where it goes. In terms of the test match... Um, uh, England well and truly on the uh, uh the back foot um uh, the 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 ball experiment they sort of aggressive ultra aggressive uh, cricket saw them bowled out for 165 um uh, that they, they seem to sort of uh, clock up a, a very modest uh, first innings total uh, under this new concept. Um, but South Africa have come back and played what I would call proper test cricket. Um, they got to 85 before they lost a, 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 a wicket. Um, they've ended up the day seven down. Uh, I can't remember the exact closing score. because I've 289. Four, 289. Um, mm. so they're, 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 they're well in front uh, on it. Um one imagines that that lead of um, 125 uh, or so will be uh, extended to 150, 160, um, and I think you, um, England may well just come a cropper uh, on this uh, on this uh, this occasion. But we'll we'll wait and see. Just to go back to Jim's point about there being no first-class cricket, um, I did a check on when um, Yorkshire last played at Headingley and when they next play at Headingley. Uh, They last played in the T20 on the 1st of July. Their next play on the 12th of uh, uh, September. Uh, And that's a 72-day gap um, between uh, um, Yorkshire playing at headquarters. They've been uh, scattered out to uh, Scarborough uh, and York. And... uh, there must be something else that's going on at Headingley. I can't think what it was over the last couple of months, but um uh, Mr Breeze might have a, an opinion on it. <laughs> or or do you not want to go there?
0: No, no, let's not go there right now. We've only got two <laughs> minutes left, so let's not go there right now. But thank <laughs> that that's gonna be a show on its own, that. It? Um but yeah, thanks Bill. Um it seventy two days without a, a first class game at Headingley, I mean it, as first says, team, yeah. first yeah. team game, not first class first game. First team game, yeah, yeah. It's, it is just ridiculous, it really well, it's is a, and, It's
1: a good job they built a new stadium for them to go to.
0: Yeah. um, So, yeah, we will do a special on that, I think, um, as the season comes to a close, and and do about a four-hour special on uh, ECB <laughs> and English cricket. Um, but, uh, yeah, we are coming to the, the end of tonight uh that this week's recording i almost said tonight there oh i did then oh um so we're going to talk about our sporting moment of the week um and we'll start with bill your sporting moment of the week i'm
2: gonna go go for a cricketing one and i'm gonna go into the ed ellen wolfdale senior cricket league um uh, uh, a sort of backwater of uh, Yorkshire cricket uh, in this new pyramid of uh, professionalism at club level. Uh, a, a league that has given uh, you Harry Brooke, Matt Revis, uh, George Hill, and Jordan Thompson to name four who are currently in the Yorkshire squad. Uh, and Steeton Cricket Club. Um, they won the uh, first team uh, cup, the Waddill of Cup. Um, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, um, they uh, they beat Otley, the, uh, the strongest uh, uh, club in the league uh, in the semi-final and then beat uh, the Division 1 league leaders despite being in the second division by 16 runs to win the Wadilov of Cup. The week later, the second team. Steeton's second team battled their way through to the Bird Whistle Cup final. Um, they were up against um, fifth division, uh, Steeton were up against uh, Cunningham uh, Cricket Club, who uh, their second team were at the top of division four. They've played 18 and they've won 18. Uh, Steeton um, r- uh, rattled up 217 runs. Um, Uh, Collingham were closing it down on 193 for five, but were bowled out for 215. Um, Steeton won by two runs, and by all accounts, (laughs) with an absolutely fantastic atmosphere. So (laughs) congratulations to a a small club in a fantastic league, Steeton winning both the first team and second team cups.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Bill, for that one. Uh, Jim, let's go to you now and your sporting moment of the week. Well, as it's been so hot... I thought the sporting moment
3: of the week needed to be something that was winter sports related. So I've gone for the retirement of Eve Muirhead at the age of 32. Hmm. Uh, This lady uh, has been at the top of her game for 15 years. Uh, She's won 21 international titles. She's won a gold medal at the Olympics, a bronze medal at the Olympics, and she retires as the current olympic european and world champion in her sport of curling she won the world mixed doubles with bobby lammy earlier this year she won the gold medal earlier this year the winter olympics um, and she has been an absolute um godsend to the world of curling um to uh, british sport i think it's a tragedy it doesn't get more coverage and i'm sure if she'd been a tennis player with 21 international titles she would have been on everybody's front page, everybody's back page. Um, and I just wish her all the best. Uh, I wish they'd cover curling more. Uh, I'm looking forward to my curling experience, which I've been bought for a present. Uh, and I intend to go fairly soon to Preston, which is our nearest curling rink, to give it a go. I will report back. Um, mm-hmm. And I wish her well because she's also, uh, I think it is a scratch handicap golfer. So I think we may well see Eve Muirhead. On the golf course before too long, where no doubt she will learn more in one tournament coming 81st than she's done in all her 15 years as a curling champion. Good luck to you, Eve Muirhead.
0: Honestly, Jim, that's absolutely fantastic. And Eve Muirhead as well. I love you. Um, I think she's amazing. And when she's shouting hard as their sweepers are doing their sweeping, honestly it's uh it it sends a tear to the eye i love evening ahead um (laughs) i think i'll say that again um so alan your sporting moment of the Jim, honestly thank you so much uh alan your sporting moment of the week I, I
1: will come to that. If you, you will indulge me briefly before I do that, um, oh, go on then. I, I, I would just say I'd like to give congratulations to whoever the organisers of the European Championships are. The are. Uh, I think this is the whoever organises it is the equivalent of the ECB trying to get the hundred launched. Uh, the European Championships a complete mishmash of nonsense and nothing. Um, but that's almost is a program of its own. But I, I, I hesitate to say any more. I've already been called a Luddite, uh, and I don't like it, because uh, <laughs> actually Ned Ludd, uh, as you you will know, uh, was was a pioneer which led to the to the movement of of cotton mills in Manchester and and, and spinning jennies and all that other stuff. So there we go. So uh, we're not going to talk about the European Championships, but. Not to be outdone. I'm going to come with the theme of never give up. Never give up. You can play a game of football or whatever. You could be 2-0 down and come back and win 3-2. In fact, Manchester United once won the European Cup by scoring two goals in three minutes uh, in Barcelona. So the never give up prize for me has to go parochially to Grimsby Town, who after Not, not, in not County In the playoffs, last season out in the 96th minute. Wrexham in the 119th minute. Solihull in the 116th minute. They went to Rochdale, the magnificent Rochdale side. And in the 96th minute, they scored a winner. 1-0. Never give up, Ian. However bad things look, never give up.
0: (laughs) Honestly, Alan, I, I'm I'm tearing up here. That was amazing. Um, by the way, the uh, documentary series about Ryan Reynolds and Wrexham is uh, premiering next week. I think it's on Netflix. So um, tune in for that one because I think it the uh, the last episode is going to be a winner. Who
1: was they playing?
0: <laughs> They're playing Grimsby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well there you
1: go then. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, all right. So watch out for that. that on Netflix. They're Netflix. about uh, oh, Ryan Reynolds being in charge of, of Wrexham. Um, for my sporting moment of the week, I will dip into the European Championships, which are, I think has been absolutely fantastic and excellent. The rowing, uh, there was a, um, uh, um, a mixed four, coxed four, and the Cox, I think her name was Erin Kennedy, mm. um, has been yep. diagnosed and has breast cancer, and um she's just finished her chemo and she then went to the european championships and uh, won the gold medal in the in the race and and now she's just given up for the rest of the year to concentrate on her chemotherapy and i think that story was just absolutely immense this week and uh, and just absolute fair play to her and uh, all the best to her as well on um, on her path um going forwards um so Thank you, guys. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Jim. Um, it's been a uh, uh, really fun and entertaining this evening and we'll be back next week um hopefully my voice will be back next week as well um and uh, my covid cough can go and um enjoy your football and uh, hopefully you'll be out of hospital soon enough Leeds Chelsea on Sunday and Leeds Barnsley on Wednesday but for now thank you and goodbye and get well soon